You've tuned into the Are You Screening podcast, originally live and an effort to bring you instant reactions to films. We try to stick to that theory and bring you unedited, unfiltered, and largely off-the-cuff opinions of movies, along with interviews, industry news, and hopefully a lot more. Thanks for listening, and let's get right to this week's episode. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Are You Screening podcast. I'm your host, areyouscreening.com's own Mark Eastman. And with me, as always, is co-host extraordinaire Shane Leonard. Hello. And uh, all right, this week, uh, it's um, awesome, like, girl power week or whatever, right? Uh, Whatever the... I hope that's not a term I'm not supposed to use anymore (laughs) or, like, whatever. I don't know what the uh, appropriate thing to say is. Um, But we've got Black Widow... And uh, gunpowder milkshake, which um, uh, big things for both those movies, sort of. Uh, Black Widow crushed the universe in money, right? Yeah. Um, I think the final weekend was like just under ninety, yeah, um, something like that. Uh, the the theatrical, but then uh, Disney also said that they made like sixty or something, yeah, in the in the buy it to watch it at home. So that's huge. Put that together. That's amazing. And that's not only is it tons of money, but as uh, you know, people who pay attention to this sort of thing, which I would assume people who listen to us at least to some extent, pay attention to this sort of stuff. Uh, you know, the, the talk now has to totally shift and that's, you know, what I was seeing a lot of people talking about on like Monday and Tuesday, right? Um, I thought that playing stuff at home was supposed to kill theaters, right? right. <laughs> and, yeah. and yet, uh, no, you can make almost as much money at home and still have yeah. uh, a pretty badass weekend. Now, that's if, if this was a regular year... Right, and we weren't coming off pandemic, and there was no way to watch it at home or something. Then this would have probably had like you know right. put those two together, right? And you'd have been whatever, probably like hundred and fifty million dollar weekend, or you know who knows. Yeah. <laughs> um, but you know you put those together, and you got like almost one hundred and fifty million anyway, right? Uh, and and happening right now. Man, did people want to get back to movies, I guess. Yeah. But uh, everybody wanted uh, the right Marvel thing the, to the, hit yeah. or whatever. Right. But, but, man, it did crazy, crazy money. Yeah. And uh, on the <laughs> on the gunpowder milkshake side, um, not that it did uh, crazy box office, right? It's on right. Netflix. Um, but um, Number three overall. But it it, was okay. it did uh, really good okay. on Netflix, yeah. Especially considering, uh, like, it just came out, right? Um, so, so this is all you know, brand new on that one. Uh, but also, uh, it is the uh, most crazy, awesome cast mm-hmm. <laughs> to be in. Uh, what is essentially kind of a campy movie, ultimately, yeah. yeah. Uh, and I and I think it's interesting because I started watching this movie, uh, and I'm not going to you know jump into the whole review. But I started watching this movie, and fairly early on, there's a fight scene, yeah, 
where I was like, what the hell is this movie? Right. I'm like, this is like a student film. The fight scene is awful. Right. And then I watch about 10 more minutes of the movie and I went, oh, it's camp. Right. Right. (laughs) Like, oh, I see. Uh, Anyway. Um, But that seems to be anyway, because this is not uh, the biggest production movie you've ever seen. Right. Uh, the vast majority of this movie's money went to pay people to be in it. Right. And, right. and, yeah. and you can tell. Yeah. Um, and not that it's terrible, like not that it looks like, you know, some indie that was made for about $500 plus what we paid people. There's some stuff in it. But uh, a lot of the scenes are like, uh, look, we just didn't have any more money for this set or, you right. know, whatever. We're like you, like you can tell right. it's, uh, it, it didn't have a huge, huge budget. And, uh, and yet it's, it's, it's huge. I don't know what the Netflix numbers are, obviously. Um, except if it <laughs> says like, if you go to Netflix and it says, this is number three today number or, three you know, right whatever. Now, yeah. Um, but it's uh, it just in terms of people suddenly talking about it, right. like no one was really hyping this movie. I didn't even know to it was, me. I didn't right? even know it was. I mean, there's a difference in seeing trailers and being like Atomic Blonde, and I'm like, I know that's coming. Right, right. It, I I didn't know this was coming. Right. I didn't even know they were making it. It's like uh, it's just you know so many people things. were people were not really talking about this yeah. right now. Man, as soon as it came out, I, I was blown away. People are talking mm. about it like crazy. Yeah. Everyone is, uh, you know, I don't know on your on your Twitter and yeah. blog that you follow, whatever. Right. Like people who are actually <laughs> like kind of, I don't know, jazzed after the fact about yeah. things. But anyway, okay. So uh, I was kind of going to do some other stuff today, and I I don't know that I will do much of anything else because. I want to talk a lot about both these movies. Yeah. Emmys. Um, but the Emmys came out. You know. Right. I figured that's, that's and, an obvious one. And, you know, I don't really have a lot to say about the Emmys, right? <laughs> right. Um, I mean, I don't know. Go find out who the nominees are. Who got it's snubbed. Like Netflix gets this many yeah. jillion. HBO Max got like a ton. Apple got a yeah. ton. Uh, you know, everyone is uh, Ted Lasso and yeah. Handmaid's Tale. Yeah. And that's it. Yeah. You know, my only like takeaway really, uh, and I'm, you know, stealing this from people on the internet who've already said it. It's not like, you know, this is my own thought, uh, but it, it is the same as, you know, my only takeaway is, uh, this whole Emmy season was supposed to be the, we're expanding all this stuff so that there can be a whole lot more Another, representation, right? right? Yeah. Just so that you know, four out of six nominees in something can all be the people from The Handmaid's the Tale. Same, yeah. I'm like, what? Right. Like, like, what yeah. is that about? I don't know. It <laughs> seemed really weird. It's like, hooray, Handmaid's Tale got a ton of nominations. Right. But I'm like, there's like a there's like a guy who just stands against the wall in one scene and he's nominated he, he and it's like, couple, what? Yeah, right. It's like the craft services is nominated now <laughs> yeah. for Handmaid's Tale. It's so weird. Like, yeah. Uh, I I don't want to see nomination things where you've got like you know five to ten nominees for something, yeah, and it's just the whole cast of one show. <laughs> right. I'm like, look, 
uh, you may love Handmaid's Tale or whatever, but you know the third or fourth person nominated, right. they're not better than everybody else in every other show. <laughs> I mean, right. come on, like right. somebody <laughs> on your show is, but I I just think it's nuts. And now uh, I will say uh, to flip that script entirely, right? I have nothing wrong with Ted Lasso getting nominated for everything, <laughs> right? Although I will, I will also say the same thing even about Ted Lasso, which I want to win everything, right. and and I'm the big fan. I'm not the hugest fan of Handmaid's Tale. I like right. the first season, yeah. And eventually, I'm like, you know, uh, this is just like making fun of Republicans' porn or right. something. It's like just keeps going on, and it's just like how horrible can everything be made? And I don't know. It's just. It's not for me anymore, right? It's right. Uh, like I'm over it. It's like you timed out. It's basically. like Walking Dead season yeah. ten or fifteen or twenty seven right. or whatever. Right. It's like at some point I'm like, yeah, dude, right. the, I got it. Fine. Yeah, there's right. zombies. <laughs> anyway, but Ted Lasso, which I am a huge champion of and yeah. fan of, and think is, uh, I can't even like say how cool I think that show is enough, right? Yeah. Uh, but even there, I'm like, look, every. Everyone in the cast is like best supporting actor or actress, and I'm like, right. come on, yeah, right. Like, okay, some of I them are, yeah, <laughs> yeah. You love the show, but, but, but. everyone in the yeah. show, like, right. you know, all the little kids when they go to school day, are they like best supporting actors right. too? I'm right. like, you know, it's got to <laughs> end somewhere, and. Uh, that is a show, though, where I'm like, okay, but who do you not give it to? I'm like, yee. Yeah, right. Uh, I don't know. And I think uh, for anyone who watches Ted Lasso, let's say, let's just uh, have our own you know, crazy game yeah. of playing this nonsense. Uh, for actor, right? For right. actress, I'm not even going to go into it because I think it's just the two. It's Right and the, and they and they're I'm fine, fine okay. with right. both of those because uh, I think they're both great. Yeah. Um, the you know I'm not gonna know anyone's name right off right. the top of my head, yeah. but for best actor, uh, for supporting actor, right? right. And and they're all really good. <laughs> but I'm you know that <laughs> that guy in the office, <laughs> yeah, man. I know the uh, I can't remember his name, I can't I don't but the up, uh, but I know, um... you know the guy who just has to take the crap all the time. <laughs> I don't know why I'm stuck on Randy. That's not his name. Yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, um, if I had to just give it to anyone, it might be him. But anyway, him. the Emmys yeah. are the Emmys are uh, uh, the nominations are out, and I think they're really weird. Even though, yeah. uh, you know, lots of shows that are great got lots of nominations, right. and I I actually think it's really pretty cool that um, at this point all the streaming services are like the only things that get nominated right. anymore. I am all about that. Yeah. I, yeah, right. I, I am so <laughs> the, fine with that. Yeah. Like, you know, every once in a while, there are still the network TV things right. that I like pretty well, but they just can't hang anymore. The at age all, of Grey's right? Anatomy has come and gone, you know, but except that it's still on. It's still, I know, but, but you know, <laughs> you I know, just, like, I remember when that would show up and it would be like, well, just, just mail it to them. You know, right. give them all of them. You know, everyone's always set on that. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, so that happened, and that's uh, really that cool. And, you know, I am glad that uh, it, Ted Lasso got, like, the attention it deserved. It, it, you know, that was really a weird show uh, that had, like, two different surges, right? Like, no one cared yeah. when it first <laughs> came out. And, then, right. and for, like, you know, a week or 
two after it came out, no one cared. Right. Like there were a few people Word going whatever. hadn't done it yet. And then, yeah. And then after a few yeah. weeks, all of a sudden everyone was like, oh my God, watch the show. We started this. Yeah. And then everyone forgot about it for a while. And then for whatever reason, like, yeah. I don't know, like two or three months ago now, it all of a sudden there was like, again. hello, right. why is Remember? no one talking about yeah. Ted Lasso? It's like, ooh, okay. Uh, anyway, so there's uh, there's your Emmy uh, yeah, there's your, there's your bit. And uh, I am also just going to throw out, because <laughs> I talked about it last week, uh, you know, now the Loki finale has happened. Don't ruin it yet. I haven't seen it. And uh, no, I'm not going to ruin it, no except here. that uh, it's goofy. I know. Well, I know that. <laughs> I, I know that part. But I, I was I really <laughs> disappointed, actually. Wow. Um, and, you know, uh, so for Loki, Loki for me is a weird thing where... Um, you know, you know what's going to happen, but you also know that it's different. Right. And then you just hope that they right. do something interesting even, with yeah. it. And then we get to the end of this whole thing because the whole, you know, it's six episodes. The yeah. first five episodes are awesome. Right. Like I love the first five episodes. But yeah. then we have to actually get to where we're telling a story. And you know what it <clears throat> ends up being is like, this is like a five episode trailer. Yeah. For one episode that's goofy. It's wacky. And you're like, wait, what? (laughs) And uh, yeah, so that's kind (laughs) of the weird thing for me with uh, some Marvel stuff. And, you know, I kind of wish that Marvel would, you know, figure out sticking to who it's going to stick to and not keep doing this. Like, Uh I'm going to find the most obscure person who's ever existed in Marvel and then I could do whatever I want with their story, right? Because right. no one knows who right. they are. And it doesn't matter. Right. And I'm like, um, but it's goofy. Right. <laughs> I yeah. I don't know. Anyway, and then uh, and then basically what you get is that uh, the you know the first season ends yeah. with you know it is almost like uh, this is the pilot of next season right. because the first episode ends where it's like okay now we can start. Right. Or now there will. This was all just a preface. Now there will be a story, yeah, right. or you know, whatever. I don't know. So it was. Uh, so you'd say that was disappointing. It was very disappointing. <laughs> I thought it was very right. disappointing, right. and uh, especially just because all the stuff that actually happened and the way that they created a story with five one-hour episodes, where you got to like the beginning of the sixth episode, and you're like, my God, I can't believe all the stuff that's happened. Right. I mean, like yeah. I'm like three seasons into this show. Right. Like we did all sorts of stuff <laughs> yeah. and uh, th- there's all this story that happened and Loki did like all this stuff, you know, it's, yeah. it's crazy what they packed into it, into that just kind of like all for nothing. Right. I mm. mean the, uh, well, five out of six are awesome. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, it's often, it's often either a slow starter or just a fizzle at the end, but it's not a self-contained thing that's yeah. coming back. So it's going to be a weird second season. Yeah. And I don't know how much I can like jump back into it, right? At yeah. this point, like well, I'm like, eh, maybe it'll whatever. hook you. Anyway, all right. So uh, from that Marvel, <coughs> right? Uh, take uh, so Black Widow. Uh, oh, I gotta get out of this. I'm on gunpowder. Yeah. So uh, Scarlett Johansson and Black Widow gets basically like a story, right? And <laughs> and it's kind of like a uh, you know here's like a. A, a new adventure for her to have, uh, but you know that is going to 
get us, you know, basically her whole origin story and everything like in the process. Cause she's, she has to, yeah. uh, she has to go back with her, uh, her parents. And now this one is, this one's actually weird. And I, I feel like I got to throw this out before I even start like having ratings because, uh, you know, we're talking about Loki and it's like, you know, he who remains and, and, uh, and part of the Marvel thing, like I was uh, talking about with Loki, is, you know, what if you are the person who knows all the stuff, right? And and now they're screwing with everything, right? And I don't know all the stuff, like by a long shot. Right. But I'm like a comics fan, and I know, uh, I think I know miles more than your average person on the street, right? right? I know a lot of stuff about Marvel, but I don't know anything like everything, right? And so, like, I knew where Loki was going because I know that story. Right. But that doesn't mean it's not completely different than, you know, what happens, right? But with Black Widow, I don't actually know anything about this movie or or her story or if this has anything to do with the comics right. or to what extent, you, you know... Is her story really the Americans, right? I don't know. but uh, So I, I have no idea if that's the case. But in this movie, her story is the Americans. Basically. Uh, yeah. It's, uh, <clears throat> you know, her, her quote-unquote parents were... Yep. And that's where it diverges. And I don't even ultimately absolutely know what the movie is trying to tell me. Because I don't know if both or either of them are actually their kids right. or both of their kids or either of their kids right. or anything. They're just the people who were like the cover right. and you know, whatever. Anyway, so they're like Russian spies. Uh, despite the fact that David Harbor is like a superhero, mm -hmm. he apparently spent three years in whatever Omaha or right. wherever they were. Right. I don't even know where they were. Um, living undercover, uh, creating the backstory for the Americans. And because they were infiltrating some scientific uh, laboratory that was working on whatever. And, uh, and like the movie starts where it's like they have to escape. And it's actually really cool. Um, overall, it's a little goofy right at the beginning. But it's really cool, this whole thing where like David Harbour just comes home and he's like, yep. Right. <laughs> and and then they have to run this is the day. Yeah. And uh they, you know, whatever, they escape. And we get the whole thing of uh, you know, Black Widow was taken at this young age and put into this widow, you know, making whatever Russian thing that James Bondy thing that right. they got going yeah. on where they're turning girls into you know, program things. And, right. And anyway, then, uh, like hilarity ensues. So we get, uh, we get black widow, her sister, her, her mom and her dad. Yeah. Right? <laughs> um, and, and so she has to now in the present, like kind of reconnect with them because, uh, her sister really sparks thing up, sparks yeah. things off because her sister gets, uh, saved. I mean, this is like the first, you know, few minutes of the yeah, movie. This is, this is not what big, happens this right at the deep, beginning, yeah. right? Um, Florence Pugh, who's her her sister, gets uh, you know freed from this uh, 
mind control whatever that is uh the whole widow program at this point now is that we mind control them and she gets freed and then basically she contacts uh scarlett johansson who is like on the run because the avengers are all on the run Mm -hmm. um because i don't know they're all in jail Quite frankly, uh, I'm not even absolute. I'd have to watch like so many of the most recent movies <laughs> right, again. again. Like this movie starts out and it's like Captain America's in jail and uh, the Avengers are all outlawed and we're going to arrest you all. And I'm like watching this movie going, uh, okay, when did we get like, right. you got there. your X-Men in my yeah. Avengers or whatever. Yeah, right. <laughs> and I'm like, wait, are like, are the Sentinels coming? What's right. happening here? Right. Anyway, but so that's the story is that, uh, you know, she's completely on the run and it's kind of funny because, uh, you know, I'm, I'm was just rewatching, uh, Breaking Bad and it was like the exact same end thing of Breaking Bad where he's living in like this trailer in New Hampshire and that's his final escape and. And she's basically doing the same thing. She's got like a camper in the middle of nothing. Yeah. And that's, you know, she's hiding out. And then, you know, so hilarity. And stuff. she has to in. reconnect with them. She has to learn all about her past. She, you know, she's back together with her sister. Anyway, so that's the whole story. Um, and I got to tell you, uh, since we should not babble too long before we get our ratings out, uh, I really had a lot of fun with this. And yeah. I had some problems with it. There were a few things that I was just rolling my eyes at. And there were, uh, there were a lot of things where, uh, uh, you know, it struck me watching the movie that I kept thinking, um, why? Like in a lot of movies like this, I might catch myself frequently thinking that's stupid or don't do that (laughs) or hard line or, uh, you know, that's ridiculous or whatever. Or, you know, I'm watching Fast and Furious and the car is swinging right. by a rope Doing or whatever. The, yeah, the dumb, yeah. And I'd be like, what? But in this one, I just kept thinking, why? Like, why do that? Like, right. you know, you're fine where you are. I don't need, like, the avalanche or the, you know, shooting the rockets at certain things. I'm like, it's like there were uh, a lot of parts when the movie got anything like actiony, right? Right. As soon as anything actiony was happening, there's like a special guy on set that goes one more thing, like all the time. He like, right. <laughs> like he just nah, like one more thing. Like there's a special guy where like if he passes out, then it's enough or something <laughs> like that. Like it's like I don't know. They just kept adding more and right. more things, right. and I just kept going, "Why do that? This yeah. is like good enough." It's, I was gonna say it's almost like whenever you're filming a Marvel film, and you're not the Russo brothers or you know John Favreau, you get to a point where there's action, and Kevin Feige steps in and goes, "Okay, bring them in," and then right. the Marvel directing crew comes in and they film the action scenes, right. and then they right. go out and then you do the dialogue. Right. Like that's I thought that's where you were going because that's. Kind of how I feel. Yeah, I mean, I mean, something like that. Everything was uh, just, you know, too much. And, and then, like I said, I just kind of roll in my eyes. But overall, I was having a lot of fun with a lot of it. And it didn't try too hard to do that. And I sort of felt a little bit like, you know, I was back in like Captain America. Yeah. Like when, you know, this whole story, you know, overall, like big picture, it was like, you know, the story is like enough. 
Like we're telling, and then there's action because there's going to be some action stuff, but I don't know. So I end up giving this one an eight. Um, I like, I just had like a good time. And, uh, you know, if somebody says, no, it's a four and says, here's all the things wrong with it. I'd probably go, yeah, all those things were wrong with it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But, but you know, I was, it was not anything like um a lot of movies that are you know calling you stupid for watching them and all that sort of stuff the things that i didn't like were over the top like man come on why why do you need to do that here yeah when uh like when they're escaping from the prison i'm like like how many times does he have to get hit it just doesn't matter anymore right right? and it's (laughs) like and it's like uh you know i'm over it and and there were even parts where, uh, you know, we we demand having this action, and it's a Marvel movie, right? Mm-hmm. So we've got Scarlett Johansson and Florence Pugh, like both getting the shit beat out of them, and I'm like, no, they right. they right. can't get the shit beat out of them right. like that, and you don't need to do it, right? right? You don't need to hit them 18 times, and you don't need to have, you know, somebody get stabbed or shot or right. and and just like go eh. Right. Whatever. Right. Like you just don't need that My stuff to happen. They're yeah. just regular people. You could just smack them around a couple times and then go, oh, right. You don't, <laughs> they don't need to right. get hit with a frying right. pan or, right. you know, whatever. Yeah. Anyway, there was just, there was some of that action y stuff happening that I was like, man, come on. Like, why? But, you know, that's yeah. sort of what you sign up for almost at this right. point is that you're just going to get some of that. Um, but I liked a lot of the story. I didn't like that yet again. Uh, it's like, you know, it's taking over the whole world. Yeah. Why does everything that happens yeah. is taking over the whole world? And, uh, you know, I feel like if you get these Marvel movies enough, if you pay attention to them enough and put them together really on all the right timeline that they're on, it's like, really, how could this guy be taking over the world? Because right. somebody else was just taking over the world like. Six weeks ago, a couple days ago, and it's like <laughs> smoked him, right? It's, Wouldn't you just be like, "All right, next, bring yeah. it up." Anyway, I don't know. I think uh, I think we could have had you know bad enough yeah. without uh, you know like like you mentioned. Um, what's the movie you just mentioned? Man, I'm losing it today. Atomic Blonde. Yeah, yeah. Like you could have like a movie like that, and the problem is not that somebody's going to take over the planet, right? right? You can have right. actiony, crazy spy stuff. You could have like Russians, you know, infiltrating America to steal stuff. Mm-hmm. That doesn't have to be. They stole the thing where I can take over the world. Right. Like, right. why does everything have to be? <laughs> you, you know, you can only take over the whole something. Right. If there's somebody in space, they're going to take over the whole universe. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Not even like just that one whole planet. Right. That's yeah. all the universes. Yeah. Anyway. Sometimes. Uh, but man, I, I did have a lot of fun with it. And I liked, yeah. I loved, um, as I as I told everyone last week, I loved pretty much every the cast. supporting character. Yeah. And I really liked how they, you know, kind of worked them and, yeah. and gave them a chance to uh, do stuff. And even, and then I'll forget about this, and uh, then I'll let you talk. Yeah, uh, but, no, that's fine. But even like, I loved the part with David Harbour, even though I kind of think it's it, it's kind of goofy. But when he goes in that room with Florence Pugh, yeah, and they're having like yeah. their moment. And she is pissed at him and yep. everything. And he is, you know, he's like an idiot right. anyway, right? 
And then he starts singing that song, right? American Pie. And it's yeah. like, it, he doesn't know what to say. Right. And there's nothing he can't say. And he's just like going, I mean, look, man, I tried. Right. I'm, it, I'm still here. And, right. and I'm, I'm, I'm right here and, with and, you. And this, this is I what I got. Up. We're here because right? I'm here. Right. But I'm still here. I thought that was awesome. That, that scene, Even though that is like the cheesiest thing it's ever. It's such a smokescreen. But that scene works because of how good Florence Pugh is and how good David Harbour is. And you give them not very good stuff. I was going to bring that up too where I'm just like... There's more emotional weight delivered in that scene of him just looking at her, and he's he's apologetic, he's stubborn, he's like a moose. He's too stupid to know how dumb he's made things, right? But he's aware enough to know, like I could have done better. And she's got every parental resentment boiling with the training of an assassin, and she looks at him, and he looks at her, and they're there together, and he's basically saying, "I'm sorry, kid. I still love you." And she's like. God, I wish you just were better, but I love you too. Right. And it works because they make it work. Yeah. And it's heavy-handed because American Pie just is like the soundtrack for everything somewhere, but the way they the way they kind of cliff note the song in Russian is endearing. Like it's just it's one of these really bright moments where you're like, yeah, do more of that. Right. So, not to step on you, but No, you that's know, okay. I, I I'm pretty much with you except with the grade. I gave it a six and a half, and I thought about maybe going a little lower because the problems surmount way more of an issue for me. I feel like I got like 30 of them, but I'm only going to try to mention a handful. Um, but I think they're the big ones. Uh, again, I agree with you totally, though. The cast was great. Uh, I didn't have a problem with most of the way the film felt tonally. I, I thought I was in a little bit of shaky water in the beginning just because I pay attention to this stuff, and I know you do too, but um, by the time it started to roll the credits and it was doing this real slow, uh, moody throwback version of Nirvana, you know, and I'm like, and I'm like, oh no, oh no, like, because it's not Captain Marvel, it's not a movie set in the 80s. This film is right. supposed to be right after Civil War, and that was that was years ago, but it wasn't that many years ago. For me, it's fundamentally just a big problem all over the place from the film feeling like it's retconning a story in where we've never had a hint of this before. And by that, I mean, by the end of this film, I'm supposed to feel that Natasha has had some overwhelming guilt for how she messed up. Um, I'm trying to think of how to do this without spoiling the film yet. She She's basically liable for someone's life that she thought was going to be just a casualty, just a casualty of a bigger war, because she's trying to stop the big bad guy. And it's possible that his daughter is in a lot of trouble. And this problem that seemingly is the emotional crux of this film has never been brought up by any means except one small line of, I got a lot of red in my ledger, back right, in the original right. film. So they're retconning a bunch of stuff around Natasha to try to make a story that's interesting with a character that has always been disposably dropped into anybody's lap because from the first time we saw her in Iron Man 2, she might be a romantic interest for Tony Stark. Then you see her in the next film and in the Avengers, you know, Age of Ultron, and she might be a romantic interest for the Hulk. Then she's in Civil War. She might be a romantic interest for Captain America. 
on and on. And she might have been a romantic interest for Hawkman. Like, she just felt like the very capable, lethal, disposable girlfriend who was only there <clears throat> to look good in that cat suit and to do certain things that you never wondered why she would be on a team of gods and enhanced people. Right. Except you get to see why she's around in various instances. In the first Avengers film, well, okay, in the in the in the Iron Man films, she infiltrates Tony Stark's like sanctum and becomes like his personal assistant. And then later when, you know, she surprises him with Nick Fury when she shoots the serum, uh, the serum into his neck. And he's like, how long have you been doing this? You know, you get to see that she's got this spy story, this capability. Later, when she opens the Avengers and she's getting, you know, interrogated, but she's actually the one doing the interrogating. You realize she's a super spy. Like, it's not that she's like mentally programmed to be the lethalist woman on the planet. She might be, but she's actually just, re- this is her power when she interviews Loki and she gets him to accidentally tell her the plan. Like, that's where her skill set comes in. Right. The mistake of this movie is to make it her blowing up the Death Star. Right. The, the scope of the film should have been as intimate and personal as Civil War was. Now, that was a big superhero film with an incredibly large airplane fight scene that was like absolutely gigantic, literally. But it was mostly about interpersonal battles between factions of people and friends and family who were fracturing and splintering away from each other. Her whole power set doesn't deserve the the setup and the climax of the film that this gives us, even though it's fun to watch. I, I, I loved watching the ballet stuff of them falling off of debris onto other debris. Like, I'm, I'm all over that. It made me put, I mean, metaphorically, it would have made me put tons of popcorn in my mouth. But it's not the movie that we needed with this. It's not the story she deserves. But the problem that I'm working around to also saying is because they pigeonhole this film in After We Know She Dies, which is probably the, one of the silliest ways to end up her character anyway, you have a very small window of stuff that you can tell a story about. And you can't tell this because it ruins the continuity for that. Right, right. So what you do mm. is you wind up making Scarlett Johansson's character of Natasha Romanoff a supporting character in her own film. Really, the lead character of this film is her sister, Florence Pugh. And, and the, reason that, uh, the reason that she's able to do everything that Black Widow can't is because we don't know her character. So she can be anyone and everyone. Her story is more involved. Her story has a character arc. It's just when you, when I sat in the theater and I watched it and I went, okay, this is going to be a fun time. Hopefully they don't mess this up. And they didn't mess it up, but they didn't understand the property that they had. They were trying too hard to retcon a character that only sort of recently became beloved and popular. We should never have had to wait until after like, ant-man 2 to get black widow 1 like all the films are kind of out of the ordinary it just all felt to me like it was sandwiched in here put there and i don't necessarily believe all the stuff that the story's trying to tell me even though while i'm watching the story i like very much the relationship that harbor has with the young girls and then the older girls rachel vice is really great but she doesn't really have much to do here right but she's still not doing anything badly um, you know, the big bad guy, okay, he's believable. I saw I saw the solution to how to defeat him coming ages ago, but okay, that's fine too. 
the emotional investment that she has when the taskmaster is revealed was absolutely flat. It didn't exist for me, even though it was supposed to be this big buildup before, hey, we got to go, we got to go stop the planet from exploding. Like, right. no, 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 no. So believe me, I can, I could go on with all these micromanaged things that I think they did wrong. Really, that's, that's, sort of where I'm coming to at least get to like a seven. And then the more I think about like how many times they just fumbled things for me, things that were just unnecessary. Like you, like, I'm like, why do you have that happen? It would have been such a more intimate story if she had to do the things. Actually, I should say this. The best Scarlett Johansson performance from Black Widow is actually in Civil War. When she's on Cap's hip all the time and they're driving around and she's helping him. And even that scene in the truck where he's like, you know, she says, what do you want me to be? And he goes, I don't know, friend, you know, and you're just like, okay, I'll start there. Like that, her ability, and she's a great actress, her ability to like be in a scene with someone else is outstanding, but without having cameos or people in the movie that are as bound to the MCU's timeline as she is, it spends too much time introducing new people without really establishing the rapport that she had with the strongest of those people. And again, not telling an intimate story like in a way outside of the big scenes that Civil War had, I think is a big mistake. I would have loved to have seen a spy story with her and not just doing, you know, acrobatic head flip things, but actually like show me the side of her that has never been shown in a film before and make it kind of like a... John le Carre film or just like an awesome spy movie that would be really interesting to see instead of her being able to do something so outlandishly off her pay grade that I guess if she kept rolling a hundreds, you know, on, on a D and D, you know, chart, <clears throat> she could accomplish, but then don't make it so simple as for her to accomplish it. Like in order for her to defeat the taskmaster, you just got to touch one button. I, I mean, to reveal the secret mask, lift up, Device like I just uh, by that time I'm like I'm over it, but I had fun, and I had fun because everyone was contributing. But in the end, I feel like I'm doing all the heavy work trying to explain to anybody why it was fun instead of just remembering that it was fun because it's harder to remember when it's fun if I remember all the things that were kind of dumb about it, but yeah. not calling me dumb. So anyway, yeah, it's just all the stuff <clears throat> I think picked me. Like I, I just was so bothered by it. I think I mostly agree with uh, everything you said. I think that, you know, like I said, the, um, it's it's just, it's got to be taking over the world. Always, right? yeah. And it just doesn't. Right. And, and I think that if they had tried to, you know, worry about Black Widow being Black Widow yeah. more than worrying about, you know, this movie being a big action Marvel movie, right? Right. Then, <clears throat> then we wouldn't necessarily have to take over the world. Right. Yeah. And it's like, you know, it's like there's a Jillian James Bond books, right? They're not all about anybody taking no. over the entire planet. Right. right. Uh, the, I mean, maybe some of them kind of are, but, yeah, but not really. Yeah. Uh, but you know, it just doesn't have to be like, uh, every James Bond movie is not necessarily the guy is going to, uh, install himself as king of the planet or yeah. whatever you could have uh just some spy stuff happen right and i feel like the whole thing sets you up for really like the perfect theory of 
you know, it's just some us versus Russia stuff that might happen in the real world. Right. And then you get to the end and it's like, ha ah, I'm taking over the world. And you're right. like, wait, what? Like, <laughs> we have yeah. to, and she has to bust him out of jail, and it's this uh, goofy, like, gulagy prison in the side of a mountain thing. Yeah. And, and you know, that, I think, also, that, like, that scene is just so over the top with every next thing being just crazier and crazier. And, and you almost, it, it gets to the point in this movie where uh, you're starting to wonder why he needed their help. Right. right? Like, That's why the other he, thing. Why did he need them to show up? He could walk out anytime he wanted. Right. <laughs> right. He right. could have just busted out right. and started running. That's the other thing. And I guess yeah. there is something about his uh, powers that, you know, maybe he has to walk yeah, a thousand miles to get anywhere I if guess. he busts out and that and then that's not helpful so right. uh, maybe not but you know maybe he just uh maybe they have uh taken on that question of escaping with nowhere to go right yeah. unless you have someone with a helicopter then you're just well then freezing I, outside yeah. for a thousand mile yeah. walk but but watching it is just like you know really and then and then the worst part about that is that they don't they don't actually help him all that much, uh, yeah. you know. Except that eventually he gets on the helicopter, right? But I think uh, I think I agree with you, and you're right. If this would have just been, you know, her using a different sense of yeah. of what she does instead of just having to beat up everyone right. all the time. You know, if we could have had uh, if we could have had her sister being a sniper more at <laughs> at something or whatever, you know. Right. Anyway, um, I, so I think I agree with you pretty much, but you know, it just it didn't bug me that much. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if uh, you know. I'm just you know, like a lot of the stuff that you were talking about with uh, this fitting into here and we can't do this and we have to explore this kind of story. And I was like, I'm, I'm just like not thinking that many I know. steps into and, it. And, and I, don't, and I don't well, care. Right. Okay. So here's, and here's also, I, I respect that a lot because I think if you go see this film, <clears throat> you could go see this in one of two ways. You could go see this as, um, another entry into the MCU where obviously if you're into those films, you're not only going to see this, you're going to see Shang-Chi. You've probably watched all the streaming stuff. Like you're really into it or you just want to go to the movies right, again right. and you want to have fun. And this is the summer blockbuster film. And I think on a smaller level, on an easier level, that delivers because it's just uh, your average, you know, put her, put somebody else in there. This, this could have been, you know, another superhero this might have been an ant-man story this might have been even just a james bond story like because on paper it's world destruction again right but as far as as far as an entry into the mcu which which the purpose is always to generate money but if you if you're looking at it from like the other side from the fan side i didn't get what was necessary to make her character validated for this film at all. In fact, what I like I said, she's a supporting character in her own film, partially because she has to share the time with so many other people who have not the limitations that she has, but also because there's only a finite number of things they could do with her. Instead of, you know, making a film, they should have just given her a series and gone really subtle into some really interesting places. Right. <clears throat> that even if they had recast um, you know, her as a younger version, you could have gotten some red room stuff. 
Well, you know, you know, and that would have been more interesting to me. You know, what I was thinking is, uh, and first of all, I think there's only so much um, I wish this movie was this instead you can do before you probably have to take off some stars, right? right. Like, no, I, and <laughs> like I get if it. It's like, yeah. uh, no. Sure. I feel like uh, this. they could have just gone in the past, right? Yeah. This movie could have just well, been, they could have ended, the, the, the timeline of this movie could have ended like just before we see her. Anywhere yeah. in any of the right. Marvel movies, mm-hmm. and we could have done something. We could have done most of the same stuff. Really, it's not like right. she was fifteen or something when she showed up. She in, said in, in the Iron Avengers Man. that Clint brought her in. Like, get the scene where maybe right, they're right. on opposite sides, and he's just like, "Look, you got these things," and she slowly reveals maybe my side isn't the helpful best, or maybe I'm being paid more. Like, whatever it is, but yeah, lead into the Avengers instead of fitting in around Civil War. Yeah. There's, you know, there's also, <clears throat> I'm surprised we haven't seen this yet, but I'm actually far behind on the Star Wars stuff. There's a bunch of animated series I've never seen. Um, you know, there's a, I've said this before. There's a throwaway line in The Empire Strikes Back early on when Han's getting ready to leave and Leia says, I thought you changed your mind. And he has some line like, well, the bounty hunter we ran into on Catman do changed my mind. Right. They never bring up that story again, but something happens between Star Wars and Empire Strikes Back where there's an incredible moment of conflict right there's something that happens (laughs) and i say that to say this that's a wise decision that they never did it because it's better left in the imagination this movie when they wanted to give her her comeuppance and they were like everybody's talking about how the women never get a film you know what we should do she's got a really great line that everyone keeps saying you know when she's talking with clint in the avengers and she's like this reminds me of budapest and he's like you and i remember budapest very differently this whole film is now retcon to fit in around this thing that happens between sentences. Right, right. And someone's like, that's where our story is. We've got right. to describe what happened in Budapest. And that's got to be the crux of everything. And then you start writing it and you're like, well, I don't have enough to do that. Well, okay, now let's time do this. Right, right. It just comes apart because it's working backwards from a thing that people thought was really interesting and is really interesting as a throwaway line, but not a two-hour film. <laughs> and when you commit to that, you, you've got to really commit to it. And they didn't. Yeah. You know, They put the money in, but they didn't put the narrative in. And that's, again, that's where I start. So... All right. Well, okay. anyway, I had more fun with you than yeah. you, and yeah. uh, it's uh, you know it's cool and uh, a lot of fun, and it's worth it to watch the supporting cast. Anyway, it's really good. even if uh, it's a fun big screen film. Don't, yeah, fun seeing all that stuff on the big screen. Whether you come away eight or six and a half, you'd be uh, six still and a half. Like good, me. it's still like good enough. Yeah. All right, uh, gunpowder milkshake. Oh, okay. So uh, now this one, uh, it's on. As I've already said, it's on Netflix. And it's got like everyone, right? Uh, it's Karen Gillan, and I'm not gonna name everyone who's in it because there's a lot of people. But uh, it's like Lena Headey is oh, in yeah. it, and uh, and Paul Giamatti's in it, yeah. and and Karen <laughs> Angela Bassett, uh, Karen Gillan, like yeah. er, like a lot of people are in it. Yeah, and it's very cool, and it's. Um, it's like a woman John Wick kind of a thing happening, right? And uh, so we, we go back and forth from like the present to when she's a little girl a few times. And her mom is, you know, like an assassin of some sort and has to flee. Yeah. Uh, suddenly yeah. when uh, when Karen Gillan's character is a young, like teenager right. or whatever. And uh, and basically she gets uh, 
her mom hands her over to Paul Giamatti, who works for the firm, who is this uh, collection of old white guys who run everything. And, uh, you know, so he raises her to also be an assassin. And and it's very much like uh, it's very John Wicky. I mean, I don't know how you can watch this movie and. And yeah. not kind of feel like there's just this whole John Wicky thing going on, right? Yeah, they've got uh, <laughs> they they take basically the hotel, right? And and they split it apart into the diner, yeah. and the library, right? And and that covers kind of a lot of the bases of the hotel in uh, in John Wick, yeah, and the Continental, and you know they're assassins, and like there's this whole code, and there's yeah, you know right. <clears throat> you know whatever. Anyway, um, so wh- what happens that kicks the movie off is uh, you know this is what she does now. She's an assassin, yeah. And uh, she works for Paul Giamatti, who is whatever sort of underling of the firm. He's like, like a consigliere. Like, like, he's, like he's not quite in right. the firm yeah. itself. Right. He just works for them, and he's like their handler know, or something. Yeah, yeah whatever. Right. Um, <laughs> anyway, so she gets sent to uh, go kill this guy who stole a bunch of the firm's money. Right. And she goes there, and it turns out the guy only stole the money because someone kidnapped his daughter, and he stole it to be able to pay them to get his daughter back. Uh, she, like, kind of half-heartedly shoots him in, like, a struggle when she didn't, like, quite mean to yet. Right. She was still, like, assessing the situation <laughs> yeah, or whatever. Right. Yeah, that's a good way of putting it. Uh, and, you know, the kidnappers call, and then she hears it. Yeah. And now she's like, she, so she's now she wants to save the girl and you know, whatever. And And then it's like this whole, uh, you know, abandoned daughter, you know, kind of thing. And you know, now she's, I don't know. I see myself in this kid. Right. right. Like I'm now this girl, I got to save her. No one. And, uh, and then a bunch of hilarity ensues. And, uh, and like I said, this, uh, you, you got a kind of. I think you have a better experience of this movie if you kind of have some idea what you're uh, in store for. Because if you're a person who's not like me, right? right uh, I could see myself being a slightly different person who just turns this movie off after the first fight scene, <laughs> right? Because yeah, the first yeah. fight scene, there's this fight scene in a bowling alley. Yeah, and it is so goofy. Oh yeah, <clears throat> it is. Uh, it is shot super weird. It's yeah. like a bunch of people who don't know how to to film things, right. and, and somehow they got in charge of the camera, right? Right. But then after a little while, it makes sense. But if you don't know that going in, uh, because the it, parts of the film anyway, like it just gets campier, right? Uh, as you go on, uh, you know, eventually. There's like these people trying to take her out who are like walking on crutches and in a wheelchair and it just gets goofier and campier and it never apologizes for it at all. Right. Right. And some of the scenes even later on are, are they, it's like they're old paintings of movies or something like they're not even, (laughs) it's like, we're not even doing this really. What we're doing is like, and they're alluding to things and stuff, and it's very weird, and it's yeah. and it's very campy. <laughs> and uh, so, anyway, like like I say, uh, this movie has a lot of danger of people stopping it 
yeah. uh, I think, and going, man, this is uh, like nonsense because some of it is filmed so goofy looking. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's almost insulting that first action scene, right? right it's just right. so it's like Scooby-Doo or something. Yeah, <laughs> it's awful. Uh, anyway, so that's what happens. Uh, that's the basic rundown. And then, you know, obviously she doesn't, uh, just kill the guy and bring the firm's money back. And so they're pissed and then they send people after her and now she's got to get the girl, but also like keep the firm from killing her. And, you know, right. uh, uh, like it, as I said, it's very John Wickian in its own way. Like, yeah. And mixing parts of the first and second movies and, you know, when, <laughs> when your own team is after you right. and God yeah. knows what anyway. Um, but I loved it. Uh, I, I thought it was yeah. awesome. Um, and, and I, I struggled though with rating this movie. Right. Um, because on the one hand I'm like, but this is so awesome. Yeah. And on the other hand, I'm like, but wait, this is really goofy. And, <laughs> um, and, and what it came down to for me is, uh, because we keep championing, uh, really goofy movies when we're ripping right. on other movies. Right. <clears throat> and I was like, you know what though? This is like John wick meets Ford Fairlane or something. <laughs> and, yeah. And yeah. And I kind of can't begrudge it. Being that, oh, and, that's cool. And I, I loved it. Uh-oh. Uh oh, it was goofy. Anyway, Is this I, a ten. I, I gave this one. No, I gave this one also an eight. Oh, okay. Um, I because I did want it to be better, though. Yeah. There was there was stuff about it that I was like, oh, come on. Uh, and I I wanted it to, and only because mm -hmm. I think not because I think it did anything terrible, but because of some of the stuff that it did, I thought was a little lazy. Yeah. And uh, like when we get towards the end, when there's a big fight in the library, right. I was like, man, there's a lot of stuff that happens in this. That's just kind of lazy mm -hmm. and you're almost not trying. And yet you demand to film something else. Yeah. You know, like, right. Like it could just not happen, but you're like, no, it has to happen. And, and I'm like, ah, oh, come on. Like, yeah. you know, there, there were parts in it where I was like, ah, oh, that's, um, you know, it's so frustrating when there's a, really screwy movie like this yeah. that you want to like be really good. Right. right. Or like right. when you're watching, you know, Hudson Hawk something, or right. some, yeah, something favorites. that's something yeah. that's goofy. And there's a part in it where you go, Oh man, yeah, right. <laughs> because like, this is, this is really such a high wire walk anyway. Yeah. Right. Like if you go, if you're doing something that's goofy and campy to start with, yeah, if you take one wrong step, like you just fall right. and then it's all over. And, yeah. and, and I thought, unfortunately, uh, if this had been only slightly worse or done, done things slightly wrong, it yeah. would have probably been like a two. Right. I mean, <laughs> right. But so, and it's really close to that. And for a lot, a lot of people I think are going to scratch their head at this movie, mm -hmm. especially since, so many people suddenly now are trying to get people to watch it or yeah, talking right. about it on like, right. you know, social media and everything yeah. like going, Hey man, this movie <laughs> with no context, right? Yeah, you're right. recommending right. that to people who are going to show up and go, what the hell? Yeah. Because it's, uh, it's just goofy. I thought everyone in the movie was great. I thought there were, like I said, several scenes that I almost wish just didn't exist at all. Um, yeah. there's like, there's the big fight scene at the end in the library, which I wish was a lot different. 
even if you wanted basically the same result. Because you can get the same result. But, uh, yeah. yeah. But it doesn't have to be the way it is. You know, as right. I know. Like wacky. But there are a few other scenes a little yeah. bit before that as we're closing out in the end where, uh, you know, the scene would end and I'd go, man, I, I wish I could just erase that from my memory right. and continue right. on as though that didn't yeah. happen yeah. because there are some things that are just too goofy. But uh, the little kid is great. Mm-hmm. Uh, Karen Gillan's awesome. Hmm. I thought she was great. Yeah. And, uh, <clears throat> and, and the supporting, I thought... Um, I thought the librarians, uh, so Carla Gugino, yeah, Michelle Yeoh, and, and Angela Bassett. I, I, I thought Angela Bassett overdid it. Yeah, uh, I, <laughs> I thought the other two were really good. Yeah, because and they're on the and she's supposed to be a different character. It's just an right? actuation of a half too. Yeah, like they're doing the same thing. They're just a half under her, and she's a half over. And now she's a full difference. Right. That, yeah. And, no, I know what you mean. And uh, yeah, I thought she was just kind of over overplaying her hand on that a little bit. But it was one of those things where, because this is so campy and goofy, yeah. right? And, and it made me think about, you know, because uh, frequently, I say this to people and they think I'm weird, but I frequently think about people making the movie, right? I do tell and, <clears throat> and I thought, oh, you did a little much. But man, how fun would it be on that to be on that set with her? Like, she right. is having a good time. Right. Like, she is having yeah. fun, yeah. like, playing this role. And I'm like, but... I don't know. I thought it was a little too much. Anyway, I, I loved it, and uh, I would recommend anyone go see this, and most of them would probably hate me for it. <laughs> <laughs> or just wonder, like, this is, sometimes this really is, you're like, look, I love Rocky Horror Picture Show, and someone like right. me is like, I hate it. Right. Like, I, I, you, you, and that's an interesting, I haven't thought of it yet, but that's an interesting way to lead into, because Rocky Horror is a very campy film, and it's a very specific kind of film. And if you go to see the Rocky Horror Picture Show thinking it's a horror movie, you're going to have a or different anything. experience or, <laughs> or anything. Um, I gave it a two. <sighs> and it's because I don't agree with how you see the film because I see it a different way. I don't see it as camp. I see it as bad storytelling. I see it as style over substance. Every single time the music came on, it made me want to turn the music off by, by turning the TV <laughs> off. And the problem is this, this movie is so derivative of things that are so much better. And that's the way the world is. But as you already said, uh, the high table is the firm. The Continental is now some Denny's, you yeah. know, and whatever your local library is. Uh, she's a John Wick character, basically, like you said, exactly from the combination of the first two films. You know, she's just this lethal absolute badass who has a line that tells you exactly where you are after the beginning because she's home sewing up a wound and she gets a call from Nathan who is her handler and uh it's Giamatti and you know he's like what are you doing she's like sewing and she's literally sewing her arm together so I, I get the joke but I actually don't see this as a campy film and that's the whole reason why I'm at two and you're at eight and that's because I, I know what campy movies are. I think you could make an argument that this is campy, but I don't believe that argument. I believe that this is that person's style of watching other films and trying to emulate them and is not a very good storyteller. Is an incredibly interesting... I don't think so. That's fine, but I, I, I do. I, 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 don't, I don't wait, see, wait, I don't see how, you get, I don't see how you get the guy attacking her on the crutches and her with her arms I think it's uh, a stupid... Numbed. 
with the knife and the gun taped to him to and be, go, it, but it's not campy. It can be, it can be loose and, you know, just because a film has a campy moment or two doesn't define two hours for me. The first, the first scenes are not very good at all. The music is grating. The characters are flat and uninteresting. The best thing about this film at all is the way it looks. This is, this is a stunning, and I mean this absolutely wholeheartedly, this thing looked like 5K to me. The colors, the vibrancy, yeah. everything was absolutely like, it popped off my TV in a way I could not describe. I haven't seen anything look like this in a long time. Like, it was just amazing. I don't know how the guy got so many colors of green and blue to work the way he did. <laughs> yeah. And, and I was and in like, love. And like the diner and the neon yeah. everywhere. And the stuff. library, yeah. that green with the brown, just and even even the scenes outside. You know, I, I am in absolute love and in awe of how he got the film to look. But for me, it's not a campy movie. Even though there may be a campy scene here or there, and that doesn't define anything because there's a mo- there are movies out there to that argument that have scary scenes in them, but they're not horror films. So I, I mean, I'm not a, I'm not a totalitarian about there's campy moments, therefore it's a campy film. I just saw it as boring, awful. The performances were either really off because I think that's what the director was asking them to do. It didn't feel like everyone was in on the joke to me. And I found myself looking at my phone more and more as the film progressed, listening to the movie and looking up every once in a while and hoping it had gotten better and realizing it had not. Uh, I think it's, I I think you're, I would tell everybody completely off. Well, that's fine. I think think you're completely off. I I think it's the same way as uh, like you say all the same things about Hudson Hawk and say, no, that that movie's not good either. Right. And And for all the same reasons. This is why we love this. Just disagree. Because eventually we get to this point. This is more like Jupiter ascending. This is more like no, crappy. It's not. Yeah, it is. Well, you can't tell me. I'm. I'm telling you, it is for me. This is how it was for me. <laughs> I would tell everybody stay away from this movie. So, yeah. Jupiter Ascending has uh, no theory happening in I'm it. Not where it's anything campy. is campy. I'm not saying or, it's campy, uh, but that's the point. I'm saying what it, difference does it make? What you're saying it is. I'm that, saying that, it's a, it's a film that looks gorgeous, but it takes itself too seriously. Thinks it's not derivative. Believes in a pretentious way that it's doing something original. And it isn't. It oh, sucks. I, I don't. I don't think this movie thinks. You love Jupiter of, Ascending? No. Oh, okay. I, I don't think this movie thinks any of those things. Yeah. I, I don't think this movie thinks. I hated it. I, I don't think that this movie thinks that it's uh, doing something that's not derivative. I don't think that I it do. thinks that it's doing something that's. Uh, I totally like, do. Smarter than you think. Well, uh, now it's a mission. I'll, I'll get the director in this movie. And I'll, I'll find, do, I'll well, find director, out. What the director's not going to say, like, this is like when you want to be like, I think George Clooney really doesn't like Brad Pitt. And you're like, well, I'll ask him. He's not going to say, like, professionally, like on the record. He's going to say, no, I was telling a story and this is how I feel and this is how I hope the audience would take it. It's not how it landed with me. Well, no. Uh, I mean that's just I can't so, like a movie you don't so, like. So like you you can, but I I, I think it's I think it's weird uh, ultimately to say that this that it's would be like the same as if you said Hudson Hawk is not campy because No, uh, but sure see, there's some campy I think it things is. that happen in it. Yeah, but this would be like saying that <laughs> it would be, but your example of because there's a guy on a crutch that's trying to kill her with a like just because there's a campy moment 
That, just because uh, there's a funny moment. That's, just uh, that's not the campy moment. There's campy stuff everywhere. See, I think everything it's just, that happens in this movie is campy. I, the, the, like I'm I glad said, the first, you, the first action scene is completely campy and nobody even has to be in a wheelchair. See, I don't think it's like campy. That. I think it's campy because you look back on it after having things that you thought were more campy along the way. I watched that first scene. And I didn't think it was campy at all. I thought it was derivative and it was trying to be very style over substance because I didn't know what was coming down the road. It's not derivative in a fight scene. It's just bad. It's just a well, bad okay, fight scene. Okay, I but mean, take that second for, how, how take do you, that for how a minute. How do you even get like a derivative fight scene? Like, uh, Oh, that's uh, easy. If, all if fight the scenes are... Are okay. derivative. I see of what you're saying. Everything else. I, I think mean. we're going to argue the semantics of different things. But if you say the first scene is just bad, but you can now say it's campy because you've progressed through the film enough to recognize what you would identify as a campy production, you're allowed to excuse it for that. I see the first scene as bad. I don't see it as campy. Therefore, I'm not excusing anything from it. And I actually just think one thing after another is a bad decision from the music, from the dialogue, from the performances. I think all of these actresses are talented enough to give the performance that they're being told to give. And maybe if they give a different kind of performance, the director's like, that's not my vision. I actually think sometimes there are bad directors out there who get money to make bad films with good people. And I think that's what I just saw. Uh, but if you whatever. admit that the opening scene is bad and then excuse it later because now you realize, well, it's just trying to be something else, it's different than when I watch Pee Wee's Big Adventure. It's different than when I watch any other film that is exorbitantly campy because it's obvious from the get-go, and this isn't. Well, that's just like a fight scene, though. Well, I mean, no, I know, you can't, but I'm, even you could the just watch You could just watch that fight scene outside of the movie at all and just say, watch this scene and sure. tell, tell me if it's campy or tell not. Tell me the tone that, of the film. That wouldn't you could take any. Anything. You could take any scene out of Birds of Prey, and I'd give you the same assessment. This isn't that different than Birds of Prey for me. It's just a film that's done badly, and I, if it's got a tone that is supposed to register with people that liked it better, I didn't get it. Okay, you know, it's just that's it. I don't <laughs> love Birds of Prey either. Be to you, no, nah. I just thought it was I don't bad. Love Birds of Prey either. No, I know, but I just I get what you're saying about I this. Wish but I you liked Birds. Of the Prey, funny though. thing is, you just spent the last six minutes, and I get it. But you just sent, spent the last six minutes countering a position that I had. But the moment before you said, I gave it an eight because I had a lot of fun, but I could see someone giving it a two. Right. And I slide in and I gave it a two and you're like, no, you're wrong. The, so that's very well, interesting that you, you're like, you could yeah, do it, but, but you're there's, wrong. But so there's, there's, I'm not wrong. I gave a, it a two. There's giving it a two and there's why you give it a two. Yeah, I didn't and, like the film. And uh, I mean, then there's uh, being wrong and being wrong. And what does that mean? Like, I, I know. I, I, I We're going to delve I into a bigger hole. I could say someone could give it a two and, uh, and I would be okay with it, I guess. Yeah. But. It's not like a right or wrong so, thing. It's two and you're wrong. Like no. that, that's not a thing. <laughs> no, no. Anyway, if I said I don't like camp movies, you know, then that's an easy one to decide. I'm not really big on most camp films. I like a couple camp movies. You know, I like Police Academy because I'm an idiot. And I like Ford Fairlane because I'm an idiot. Ace Ventura. But I don't love camp movies. I don't seek them out. If I did, I would have been over the moon about like Fast and the Furious. That, that last entry is total camp because it's all exaggeration. It's all supposed to be like hyper accelerated, unbelievable things. Like they put a Chevy in space, Mark. Uh, I, don't think, I don't think the last Fast and Furious movie counts as being camp. See, I think you could argue, again, I think you can argue that this could is a camp film. anything, but, but, fast, and here we are. but fast and Furious so, anyway. is 
you know, the last one. I mean, then that's what God, I mean. The God last knows one. trying Only. to say anything about all no, of no, them. No, 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 no. Just the last the one. The last one, I still don't think it's camp because, uh, you know, they're serious. I mean... I don't think they they're, are. They're serious about all the stuff that's happening. Vin Diesel is serious. I don't <laughs> think everybody else is. But but again, your perception of camp is is different than mine, though I know we intellectually get the genesis of it. Like, it's a certain thing. I actually just didn't think that Milkshake was camp. I thought it was bad that turned into camp. Nah, I guess. But I, I don't I, think I'm going to watch it again I, to see if I'm wrong. <laughs> but I just I just think it's hilarious that you were like, you know, it's about your your assessment of it. And I had a blast with it. I'm at eight. But if you gave it a two, eh. And I gave it a two. And you're like, you're wrong. Well, like, because I, I came at it from a different yeah, angle. I didn't, I didn't say think you're it was wrong camp. because like, if you I did, if I say, you said you're wrong. If I said, oh, if, God. if I said you could give it a two, I said you're wrong about it being camp, not about it being two. I'll have to listen back like, to this. Uh, your two rating is wrong. Uh, oh, like I gave numbers it, yeah. can't be wrong, but <laughs> all right, we're off the deep uh, end now. That's okay. Yeah. But I think yeah. I, I could see somebody uh, giving it two. that doesn't mean if somebody like, you know, calls into the show and goes, mm. I hate Karen Gillan. So it's two. Right. I would go, Oh, well that's legitimate because I said <laughs> no, that not. someone could give it a two. I gave, I, I gave, a I litany. think, I think this is, uh, this is not, a movie that is campy and yeah. the problems with it are that it's really serious about what it's doing Yeah, is uh, I think not a realistic take on. Well, that's okay. Cause I don't the, think you heard movie me then. that I saw as a, as a quick assessment, the story's derivative of John wick to the point of laughability. So I didn't think the narrative was original at all. So I didn't like it. I hated the music choice. I hated the direction and I hated the way that the actors were designed to deliver their lines. Only thing I liked about it was the aesthetic and that wasn't enough to get me looking. There's the two. Well, None okay. of that has nothing to do with camp. But I said all of that 10 minutes ago. But you were just focused on me and my definition of camp or whether this could be qualified as camp. And I agree. You, you could well, call but it a I campy think, film. I think but I said of, all of those, all of things, those things to say that that's said. why I gave it a two. Yeah, but all of those things that you said and it's too long. would be different if you said yes and it's camp, right? If you... like. All of those, no. th- all of those things that you said. If you said it's a it's a campy movie, and I don't like it because the actors are supposed to act no, I in a way that, that fits with being a campy movie. Okay, it's I understand it, it, that it too. all comes all the other things that you said come down to, uh, you know, viewing it through the lens of not of being camp or camp. not camp. I disagree with that because I don't think that liking a campy film like Ace Ventura. You know, which is absolutely mugging for the lens or or any camp film that you pick. Like, I don't expect them to act differently because it's a campy film. I recognize that because it's a campy film from the start, they're going to act the way they are. Even if even if maybe they're campy within a straight film, like but but I'm not holding this accountable for anything other than what I saw as I saw it. As it unfolded, it was boring, uninteresting. It was derivative. It was unoriginal. It was all style over substance. I hated the sound of it. I, I just, I can't pile up as many things. By the time I realize it's a campy film, if I even come to that realization, I'm still like, it's not fun. It just didn't give me any pleasure. Oh, well, okay. And you love these films. You, you always want us to go like six and two or 10 and five. And 
you know. Yeah, I think uh, I think ultimately it's it's, it's almost like the same movie as uh, what the hell is that one movie uh, that I can't remember. Um, one. Oh Christ! It's uh, the Zack Snyder movie that everyone hates and I love. Um. Yeah. I. Oh man. <laughs> and I can't. And I can't you say it. Uh, uh, I can't remember the name of it now. It's not three hundred. It's uh, not. Uh, it's not Dawn of the Dead. Now, now I have to look it up. Okay. Well, uh, anyway, we'll take a sec. I mean, I can uh, I can blather on and on about uh, other things, but I, I have to look it up real quick. It, it wasn't the most it, recent it one. It wasn't hard. the zombie one. No, it's. Uh, oh no! I know it's uh, it's uh, the uh, the girl. It's um. Yep. Oh god! I it want, is. It's I'm, the, I'm, it's I'm the thinking girl. of his Jessica Sucker Punch. Thank you. <laughs> I was trying to get it before that's, you. That's the same. That's it the same. Like that's punch. like the same exact story, except that it's not camp. Like that movie isn't camp, right? Because I think it's, he thinks uh, it's serious. It's uh, it is it is well, serious. I think he thinks it's serious. No, not, I think he thinks you know. it's serious, and I think <clears throat> it is serious. It's just it's a it's a different. You know, in some way, I don't think you could legitimately call that movie campy. It's not trying right. to be camp, but it's trying to tell a story in a different way than normal. Okay. And it's not yeah. just like, here's a thing, yeah. you know, and it's, um, you know, if you if you've got a story uh, without going all the way through Sucker Punch for any reason. Right. But if you're if you're telling a story where uh, the people in the movie are like supposed to represent different aspects of a person's psyche. Right. Right. You don't go, well, I, I judge those characters based on standard film rules or whatever. Like it's weird whether you think it's good or bad or whatever. It's, it's a different thing going on. Right. It's kind of like, uh, you know, that Christian Bale movie from forever ago, uh, equilibrium. Mm hmm. One of your where, where that is actually what's happening. Right. Uh, there are three different main characters who are supposed to be embodying different, totally. you know, the id and ego and super ego. Yeah. That's like the whole movie. That's it. Yeah. And, and if you, I mean, if you don't get that that's happening, but if you watch the movie and go, well, I mean, I question him making that decision. And so now it's bad. And you go, well, but do you know that he's making that decision right. for this <laughs> or, reason, you know, whatever. And, right. right? Yeah. But anyway, Sucker Punch is like, uh, it's clearly like a different yeah. uh, attempt. To tell that, at, yeah. At something. I agree. And and that's also a movie that I'm like, uh, you know, I love that movie. Yeah. But I would not be surprised at all if, like I said, people <laughs> turned it off after like 15 right. minutes and said, to hell with this. Right. Or like <laughs> with uh, Milkshake, if somebody yeah. watched that first fight scene and said, I'm not I'm watching out, that. I can't right? do this. Yeah, now. I'm not yeah. watching that. I would understand that. Or if somebody made it through the whole film and, you know, Sucker Punch is, I think, even worse than than this one in this specific uh, regard. Like if somebody watched the movie and then just went, what the hell (laughs) was that? Right. I I wouldn't be that surprised that they did that. Right. Um, If. uh, And so I think people could give that movie. I, I know lots of people who give that movie like a two. Yeah. Or or like a very low rating or something. And I can understand it because yeah. it's screwy, right? right? It, at best, it's not campy. It's screwy, but it's you know like it's different. It's like it's, people not watching <laughs> rock, rock, Rocky Horror Picture yeah, Show. Some right. people love it, and some people go whatever. Right. But you know, if somebody didn't like Sucker Punch and said, you know, I don't like sepia, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> I, I get it. Maybe maybe for you, 
but not for me. Maybe for you, I would feel differently about this film if it had just been instead of seven, maybe eight and a half on camp. Like if it had just right, been, right. just just give it a little bit of more oomph somewhere instead of right. being static. Don't be static in a film that's supposed to be exorbitant and exaggerate. Because campy films are exaggerated, overly exaggerated. They're exorbitant. And that would go with certainly the biggest compliment I can give it. The colors were absolutely over-exaggerated. Like, they were super colorful. Right. Like, not Willy Wonka colorful. Like, realistic colorful. Like, somebody just took me to the eye doctor, and I thought I was seeing the world okay. No, I got I got the right vision now. It's amazing. Right. So if, and, if that's there, then and, sure. And not but, only like the the color, um, because you did know, you notice that, that 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 can that can translate, I think, to people listening to the show as not mm-hmm. uh, not positive enough or not. A I can't big get enough, more positive. Uh, it was a not, ten. Not a not a big enough thing of yeah. the visual quality. Right. right. It's not enough of a, a compliment or something. Sure. Right. But. But it's it's the way everything looks. Yeah, it, in a just wild Even way. Even the shadows. It's, yeah, no, no, you're right. I, and, yeah. and not only, not only like the colors that are there, but it's uh, you know like when they do that slow motion thing at the very end in the diner. In the diner scene, that was nuts. Yeah. Uh, not only was that nuts, mm-hmm. but uh, she gets injured in the middle of it. I know. Cause you're How not, the hell did that happen? Know, if you're watching, I actually <laughs> like, did. Is, I actually did. Bonkers. I thought I was missing. I mean, I know we're leaving here, and we should. But I was missing something. I was on the phone probably too long to feel good about it. Like I was like seven minutes on. I'm like, this sucks. I gotta watch this. And I rewound a part of that. And I'm glad I did because it, the moment she does, I'm also watching the foreground. Like Angela Bassett's taking a guy's head and driving it into an ice cream shake. He comes up and there's glass in his face. But if you're watching the background. Other people are getting hurt, and it and it's not just all the bad guys. Like there's stuff right, going on right. on every level of everything. In a really weird way, the film and when it does that, it looked 3D, like, <laughs> right, even though right. even though it wasn't in 3D. But this would have been a hell of a film to have seen in 3D. I see films in 3D sometimes. I hate, you know, and I can still be like, well, that was kind of fun, fun right, to watch. Right. But yeah, no, that's a good that that's another thing that it did do that. The attention to detail is sometimes there, you right. know, but. Not and and considering wanted, so. considering how cool it looks, right, and yeah. how much of it looks so awesome, uh, and you know, seriously, like you should watch this movie just yeah. even for no other reason. Oh, I see what ju- you mean. Than yeah. to just totally. like see what it looks like. I agree. Um, <clears throat> and then to realize, still, like the budget on this movie is it was not, nothing. It was not, well, not like nothing, over the top, right? Yeah. There is so, there are some of the scenes. You know, there's a scene where uh, the one librarian, I think it's uh, Gugino, yeah, Carla uh, Gugino, gets in the gets in get, that van. Yep. And you're like, oh I god, this about. is like, uh, you know, this is like squeeze basement. No, I know. And his yeah. van, like, it looks <laughs> so like cheap. It's yeah. like we did not even completely come together on this set at all, <laughs> and we had to film today. Yeah. And it's like. Right. Look, man, it's you got done. It. Here we go. <laughs> it's, right. It's, yeah. It's this is three o'clock, doing. so you are done. Right. Whether you think you're done or not, but it looks so weird. Yeah, it did. Um, and and to have like stuff like that happening, and a lot of the library is kind of, you know, the the library library looks great. D- yeah. The like underground the, library right. where they go to their secret meeting right, their or whatever. Room, yeah. That looks kind of like. Uh, yeah you know, maybe an episode of leverage right. or, or something, right? Like, right. I, you know, I wish I liked it more. It's crazy. I really do. I wish I'd liked it more because 
uh, people are talking about it or people are seeing it. You know, yeah. I just, it didn't, it didn't hit it for me. All right. Well, uh, that's so, about as much as we can uh, argue about, out of that, <laughs> about you know. this movie. Um, next week, you know, I'm not even actually sure uh, that there's Something. huge stuff, but there is a lot of stuff coming out uh, on streaming, streaming stuff, stuff, I think. Anyway. I think so. Uh, <laughs> Peter wise, I'm pretty I sure know. there's a lot of stuff coming out. Yeah. Uh, but thanks for tuning in. Yeah. Uh, we'll see you next week with something. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Hey, listeners. On behalf of myself and Shane Leonard, we want to thank you for tuning in once again. The Are You Screening podcast is brought to you by AreYouScreening.com and a lot of wonderful people who help us out. Surf over to AreYouScreening.Podbean.com or AreYouScreening.com to find out how you can become one of them. All music used in our podcast is courtesy Andrew Lord. Once again, please, please, please subscribe, rate us on iTunes, review us on iTunes, and otherwise trick your friends into listening to us. Good night. <laughs>